Hello, and you are back in the Velvet Room with Joker the Fool. This is our 14th episode, and today we'll be discussing how the Free State Project is in shambles, and how even with no shutdown, the government is still useless. So, I'll get right into this. It happened uh, sometime last week where Jeremy Kaufman was outed from the board of the Free State Project, and there was a full video of a Zoom call with, uh, I think, Jason Sorens and Carla Gurkha basically kicking him out because he uh, hurt the board's feelings. And there's some high-level donors that won't give uh, the Free State Project money with him still being on board. And it came off across like uh, you uh, wronged HR rather than um, him being legitimately problematic for the libertarian movement. And this whole thing... Uh, proves to me that the Free State Project has been infiltrated by statists who want to make the Libertarian Party politically effective rather than a movement that operates for the genuine Libertarian mindset of making a state as close to Ancapistan as possible. Ancapistan being um, a society that is completely and utterly voluntary. That's what we want as uh, true Libertarians, I would say in the mindset of maximizing individual freedom that leads you to being anarcho-capitalist and that's what you know the free state project is meant to uh, usher in and i do not think that uh... carla gurka and the rest of the people on the free state board are genuinely for that i think jeremy kaufman is and that's why they're kicking him out so that way they can make it less about a libertarian movement and more about a movement that's politically effective that uses the name uh, libertarian and the name Free State Project, but uh, even though with that I'm still less inclined to move to New Hampshire, but I'm still very inclined to do so with um, just how beautiful the countryside is. I went to Pork Fest and it was a very nice uh, campsite I went to. I was in Northern New, ha New Hampshire, that's where uh, Pork Fest is hosted, and it's a, it's a beautiful countryside. It's definitely a lot better than where I'm at now, so I'm not completely disinterested in moving to New Hampshire. It's just I'm a lot less interested in being part of the Free State Project. And there's, you know, there's this is a big country. There's plenty of places to go and to be and to do things. So it just makes me more inclined to pursue those other opportunities. And I imagine a lot of people are feeling that way as well. So it does um, make the idea of packing your bags and moving to a new place a little less enticing. And there's a lot of friction with uh, moving so it's just something you want to have as little friction as possible for prospective libertarians and you know ousting jeremy kaufman from the board is going to do that for the people who are the most passionate about libertarianism as a movement the ones who uh, know who rothbard is as a red rothbard i need to read rothbard yet but the, you understand um, what volunteer volunteerism is, what the NAP is, and you want to live your life by that. And the idea is to move into New Hampshire and to usher that in, and less people are going to be, um, more people are going to be less inclined to do that. That's the perfect way to state it. So that, that's the big concern. But I do think, um, I do think Liberty is winning in New Hampshire, and it's most likely going to continue to. Uh, it's just that there's going to definitely be a need to. Uh, take over the FSP in the sense of uh, you, you need uh, Kaufman and those types to be at the uh, helm of the uh, the movement and not the, uh, the Carla Gurkhas and Dennis Pratt's who are more, I, I think, more interested in marketing 
uh, libertarianism to status rather than just being libertarians. So that, that's that's my whole take on it there from, you know, having been um, involved in what the free state is doing, having gone to pork fest. So I've got a little a bit of insight into it. But next thing we're going to get into is the government being useless. Of course, you know, I'll talk about how much I dislike the government being not a statist, being the opposite of statist, anarcho-capitalist. And uh, I was talking about this on hump, hump Day Potpourri with my co-host, Stock, about how we were disappointed that the government didn't shut down. But don't be disappointed. The government still isn't really going to be doing much of anything. Uh, the federal government, uh, at least in this country, we had the Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, who got uh, outed by Matt Gates? The move, move, movement to the vacate. You had enough of the holdouts who got him in there in the first place to do it. So the House has no speaker formally. So you've got all this, or even more friction in uh, on Capitol Hill as they're scrambling to find a new speaker. And of course, uh, Donald Trump's name comes up. So if you don't know about the um, the House of Representatives in this country, anyone can be Speaker of the House. There's no specific requirements to be a sitting representative in the House of Representatives to be the Speaker of the House. So Trump could theoretically become the Speaker if they just get enough votes to do that. And of course, that would be hilarious. Now, do I think that would actually happen? Most likely not. But if it did, it would be the most ridiculous thing you would ever see. And then, of course, the whole plan from that would be to impeach biden and kamala and then he would become president because speaker of the house is in line to be the president i imagine so it's just all these things are in shambles really the the free state project the government that it's rallying against right so it's just fun to sit back and watch but with uh the state is that and the federal government is most likely going to shut down again in november because i do think um this is I wouldn't say unprecedented, but we're in a situation where there's no stable leadership. There's no political capital on uh, any side right now. So there's no way that these uh, longer term, bigger bills are going to get through and pass in a relatively quick time frame, even for the government. So that stop got bill that funded the government until November is probably going to pass. And there's going to be a government shutdown until maybe around February or so. I mean, I could be completely wrong on that, but I do think another government shutdown is inevitable in the current political climate. And of course, you'll have the Democrats saying it's all the Republicans' fault and vice versa. And, you know, we'll have 30% of this country that our government workers or paychecks are going to get affected, which is unfortunate for them, but they're just relying on the government to be a consistent employer, which in a lot of cases they are, but in a lot of cases they aren't. So I feel less sympathy than I, I used to, but it's just not a system that I'm willing to support or put my hat behind. And if you are, then you have to deal with the fact that, you know, sometimes the government can't decide um, how to spend other people's money <laughs> and they'll shut down. And that, that's the uh, that's the situation you want to be in. Just the same way if you're in the private sector, you're subject to layoffs if the uh, business business starts selling less. So there's a, a certain amount of risk that's inherent to just being human and alive, and you're never going to fully mitigate that, even with all the progress we've made in society as of uh, as of as of now. So that, that's my main 
takeaway from all of this is that the government is still useless. We have no political capital, and we really haven't for a while and just been going down. And I would say right now we're at the peak of how little political capital there is for both parties because uh, no one can get behind what the rhinos are doing and the Democrats don't have um, they don't have the House. But they do barely have the Senate and they have the presidency's rubber stamp to pass bills. So there's just not um, there's not this pure unification. Of course, you've got, you know, the more leftist Democrats and the corporate Democrats and you've got the uh, Republicans, like I said, the rhinos. And they play um, as a as a, as a uniparty and they're just the speed bumps for what the Democrats want to do, which is the uniparty agenda. The Republicans are just a speed bump that half the country can put their hat behind and think that they're actually doing something so that, that's what she need to be aware of as well as that supporting the republicans is uh is not something that you should be doing if you care about this country making progress this country being free now of course people will market that um idea of well you need to support mccarthy and we need to support uh, the Republican Party, if you want to have a chance of saving this country, and you can very safely disregard that mindset because the Republicans are just a speed bump for what the Democrats want to do. So if the Democrats can get their own speaker in and start doing those sorts of things, then the speed bump is shaved down half a centimeter, half an inch, or whatever it you know unit you want to use, uh, it's going to be functionally very similar so i wouldn't um i would just sit back and just laugh and be entertained by this and maybe trump becomes speaker maybe some democrat becomes speaker uh, but whatever it is is going to be guaranteed a bad deal for the average person in this country because the government's going to get back up and running as effectively as it can be and they're probably going well they're, they're going to send more money to ukraine they're going to uh fuck you over more with taxes they're going to spend 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 more which will devalue the dollar and all these sorts of things so that system is still in place it's going to keep operating unfortunately and you have to be aware of it and you have to take steps to mitigate the damage that it's going to do upon to you uh and that's uh that's basically it so a uh, nice little rant there. We're over 10 minutes, which is what I'm trying to keep these episode lengths to around that. So I'm going to sign off and we're going to head into the outro now. Thank you for being in the Velvet Room with Joker the Fool. Be sure to follow my Substack, velvetroompublishing.substack.com to read Machine to Man and all my other projects.